That's a record. Welcome back into the Great Scott Show. He was on yesterday talking a lot of Saints football. The former Raging Cajun standout wide receiver, two-time ESPN Sports Center top ten recipient. Keep going, keep going. Louisiana State Trooper. Oh, keep going. NF former NFL wide receiver. There you go. Thank you. I appreciate it. And my friend James Butler, there who we go. was on me yesterday about the intros for him. Uh, he deserves all of that. Yesterday, he was very much in his emotions about the Saints, which I appreciated. <laughs> and uh, here we are. Louisiana has a football game tomorrow night, folks, at Cajun Field against Ohio, 7 o'clock kickoff on ESPN. And the Cajuns last Saturday, crowd showed up, community showed up. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked a lot earlier in the week about the concession stand issue. Dr. Magger came on with me. He addressed it. They're addressing it. They're working on it. Uh, that was bad. Um, I think outside of that, the game day experience outside of that was was good. Being there, I did not go in, in, in the press box. I went with the family to try to just get a gauge for what it was going to be like. I did not have high expectations. And um, you get 25,000-plus there. You get a loud student section. And you see the kind of difference the atmosphere is. So I want to start with that, James. I think get your thoughts on the game and sort of the Cajuns and, and some of their struggles so far this season and some of the positives. But in terms of atmosphere, let me let me start with this. As a former player, mm-hmm. when you were there, they had some record crowds. It, it, in the best way you can summarize it, what is the difference? Because you play games at Cajun Field where it's packed and the crowds into it, and you've played games at Cajun Field where – the hardcore fans are there, but there's just – it's not a big crowd, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. As a player, how much do players actually talk about that? How much do they feed off of it, or is it overstated, understated? You kind of get where I'm going with this? Yeah, it's it's not something that you typically talk about <clears throat> because it depends on what kind of season you have and you know if the fans are going to show up, which is why – well, last year, you know, the, the COVID, so I kind of understand that, but I couldn't understand why – the community wasn't really into it initially, you know. So I went to the game Saturday, and I actually liked the turnout. Now, I, I spoke with my mom because because I played, and after I finished playing, I went to the academy and things like that. I wasn't able to go to the games as much as I, I can now. My mom informed me that the crowd that, that, was, that was there Saturday is nothing compared to the crowd, how the crowd was when I was playing. And I was shocked because I was like, this is a lot of people. This is... She's like, no, this tailgate, this this tailgating spot was full. This spot was full. You could barely walk here. So, I thought that it was a pretty good crowd, and I hope that it continues to grow. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, we continue to win and continue to have that community support. I liked what I seen from the student section because there was <laughs> there was a lot of students there, and I they moved I the student tailgate, that. which I I asked Doctor Maggot about that, and I think that that helped um, a lot. And and when the students are into it, mm-hmm. it. It just livens everything. It up. does. When you look at a student section at any college football game, and it'll tell you a lot about the atmosphere and whether it's alive or dead. Yeah, and and that's you know when I was playing, the student section was full. It was rowdy. And I and I had this conversation with someone, and, and nothing against 
you know, LSU anything, but when I first signed with UL, you walk around campus, it was rarely any Raging Cajun shirts, but you see LSU shirts everywhere. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, the more we started to win, the more the students started to come to the games and you start to see less and less LSU uh, shirts. It was a lot of, it was a lot more school spirit and school pride. And I appreciated that because it wasn't a good feeling that people you went to school with was like, I don't want to support, you know, I'd rather not support y'all. I'd rather support, you know, another school. So, um, it's definitely a good feeling, and I'm glad they came out and, and turned out and did those things. So. Anxious to see tomorrow because it's a it's a Thursday. Right. It's not a Saturday where the weather was perfect and you had all day to tailgate. You know, the weeknight games are more difficult. But with all this conference realignment talk and positioning your lap, man, when you got a springboard um, like ESPN and – how how you know that's the mothership you're on espn not espn three or plus you're on espn tomorrow night seven o'clock and your name has been out there a little bit more based off of being ranked in the top 25 mm-hmm. off the success of last season uh you're a big favorite ohio's not too good out of the mac this year but you know you were an eight point dog to texas at kickoff you lost by 20 yeah. You're a 26 and a half point favorite. I'm just talking about betting lines. I know some people don't care about it. Just to give you an idea of how the odds makers look at these games. You won by three. Um, Nichols had over 500 yards of offense. Right. Nichols was nine of 16 on third down. Cajuns were five of 14. The pick six was a game changer. Uh, the fumble late by Lewis led to that that last drive by Nichols, but they kind of marched right down. I mean, Lindsey Scott's a player. Uh, Dejon Dixon as well. But the reality is an FCS school. Uh, excuse me, an F. Yes, an FCS school went into Cajun Field where the atmosphere was great mm-hmm. and put up over 500 yards of offense. So, being a former player, give me your thoughts first on the defensive side of the ball. And I, I, I have some thoughts, but at this point, no one wants to hear that. They want to hear you as a former player and analyst. What What is your take on that side of the ball? And then we'll get to the offense. And I hate to throw anybody under the bus, but I, I don't like the scheme, to be honest. I don't necessarily think it's the players, but I just. I don't like the scheme, like because not necessarily against Nichols, but against Texas, I thought that we ran zone way too much. I didn't think the athletes, I don't think Texas athletes were much better than ours to where we couldn't man up and say, you take this guy, you take, follow him wherever they go. And I, I felt like that zone ate us up and we kept running it. And I was just like, why are we continue? Like, why are we keep doing this? And we keep getting burned by it, you know. Um, they definitely have to figure something out because I think Revo is a great coach. You know, he recruited me, not saying that Nichols can't compete because they can, but comparing it to the times that we played Nichols, compared to the times that we play the smaller schools, we typically blow those teams out. So I'm conflicted in between is Rebo just that good of a coach, or are we just that bad? You know? I, I'll say this. I, I think that when you have as many returning starters as UL has, when you have as many players with experience that we have seen play well, um, a glass-half-empty fan would say, so what's the deal? Right. But I think if you look at it, you could say glass-half-full, object, whatever word you want to use. It doesn't seem like these are problems that can't be fixed. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's not like you're like, well, it's probably about as good as it's going to get right there because 
Just look at what they're working with or look at this. Like, you know the talent's there in that regard. And you know the coaching staff has shown an ability week to week to game plan, change things up, evolve as the season goes on. I So I, I think from a depth and talent standpoint, in terms of competing in the Sun Belt and completing, competing the rest of this year and, and probably being favored in most of their games moving forward, we'll see what happens when they play App and Liberty. But um, I, I really feel like this is a, a, a something that I'm anxious to see tomorrow night. Okay. Um, but at this point... I really think they can get some of these things straightened out. Now, on the other side of the ball, offensively, boy, they got a lot of receivers. Um, that throw from them, that throw from Lewis to Jefferson was that was the first read all the way. They practiced it. Coach Napier asked him specifically about it after the game. He said they had been working on that leading up to the Texas game. The just situation never arose where they saw the look they wanted. As soon as they saw it, they were like, they they knew it was going to work. Big play there. Um, Levi's numbers from a passing standpoint were. We're, we're much better on Saturday than they were the previous week at Texas. Where are you at right now? Are you bullish on the on the Cajuns' offense, or do you feel like, man, they're they're leaving too much meat on the bone right now? <laughs> because I played receiver, I, I'll be honest, I think the receivers have to play better. Um, they have to get open, man. And I, with this, I can't say it's the system because – they were successful in the system before. I just think, you know, we don't have the – I'm not saying that the running backs aren't good, but we lost two great running backs. So naturally the receivers have to step up. And from what I've seen, there's not much separation when they are running their routes and stuff like that. And I talk to a lot of fans, they, you know, they mad at Levi. And I'm like, I don't, I don't think it's him, to be honest. I think that, you know – the receivers are young. Some of them might be inexperienced, and it's just – it's going to take some time. Like you said, it's not something that can't be fixed. It's going to take some time because that's the last time I was on the show, I said how I struggled being in that role of getting targets and trying to get acclimated to the game and stuff like that. So it's going to take time. But I just think that, you know, they, just, they have to get open, man. Are there they too do. many cooks in the kitchen? It might be because it's hard for you to, you know – Build a relationship with someone. Okay, this receiver is going to do this. You know, it's it's too many of them. You know, so. But it's not like you can like you don't want to recruit and get the, as many good players as possible. But the quarterback and receiver relationship, and like we spoke about last, you know, last time I was on, it's very important because I, I <laughs> we talked about how my relationship with Terrence Broadway kind of played into. Me maybe mm. not getting as many passes as I could. Not saying he's not Levi's not friends with a bunch of the receivers, but there's so many of them. You know, I can't even tell you like besides the first two, I can't tell you the rest. I can't tell you the name. I got about sixteen guys. That can you know, play. so it's like I think we should stick to four and just run it like that. In my opinion. Well, ESPN fourteen twenty. We'll see what happens tomorrow night. James Butler, former Razor Cage walking. Uh, speaking on the Cajuns. So what, what has uh, you you yesterday talking about the Saints kept talking about why do you keep the game? Let's all let's go all in, put all the chips on the table. And then you just threw in real briefly when Maddie was on with us. I know it's just one game. Um it's two games for you well. Right. Where are you at right now with this team? Are you you feel like they they're still gonna I mean a lot of people picked 11 and one they thought that would be the record this year it's yeah. kind of where I was leaning do you feel any different after two games about the entire outlook because on one hand 
it's early in the season. Got a lot of we've already that we've all seen play. We know right. the coaching staff is good. And on the other, as Coach Napier told us Saturday night after the game, look, it's rare you go into a locker room after a win and it's not right. celebratory. He said, right. but that's because there's a standard here and the players all play. And we I asked Michael Jefferson about it. I asked John Stevens Jr. about it. I asked Chris Moncrief about it. What was the locker room like after the game? Kind of quiet. Everyone was kind of upset. You know, we're happy we won, but we just didn't play up to our standard. Right. So I think that's the right mindset. Like, that's what you want to hear, yeah, right? Exactly. Where are you at right now through two games in terms of the the outlook for the rest of the year for the Cajuns? Like I said, I think the defensive scheme has to change. Not to say that we don't have the players. We do, clearly. I think that needs to change. I think, um, I think we're going to be fine. Like I said, it's still early. And I know those two games we didn't look great, but I think we're going to be fine. I think everything is, is going to start to gel. Maybe the expectations, you know, got to us a little bit, but you know, we got two games under our belt, so I think we should be able to, you know, hit the ground running on Thursday. I mean, what tomorrow and you know, win. I guess I, I won't Cajuns be there. Unfortunately, are a twenty but, point favorite tomorrow night. I know you're working twenty points. Very hard. Yep, twenty point. Ohio lost last week to um, to Duquesne. Uh, an, an FCS school out of, uh, I think, the Northeast Conference. The uh, the Duquesne Dukes, I think, is their name. Yeah. So, uh, Duquesne lost week one at TCU 45-3. to uh, And then they went to Ohio and won. So, they're coming to Cajun Field. It's a short week. Cajuns are a big favorite. Uh, let's see what unfolds tomorrow night for Louisiana. James Butler... All right, yesterday I, I I did you a disservice, and it was not on purpose. It was totally by accident, and I'm serious. You were talking, you were complaining about, you know, Twitter and Maddie and I not, you know, responding to you, even though not all your tweets show up on the timeline. How? I I, I explained the algorithm a little bit to sense. you. Well, I'm sorry. We can call Twitter and, you know, file a complaint. What do you mean? I don't run Twitter. You, uh, I, I totally forgot to tell everybody your handle. You know, I, that was an accident. Scott, I swear to God, Scott, that was an listen, accident. I've been noticed that you didn't. Do no, I, I told, you got to speak up. I totally, I didn't mean it. I just, it, I got, you know, it was like a, it was like an argument between friends, and I, it got me flustered. I was feeling, you know, just, you know. So you want me to say my handle? Yes, promote it. But no one is going to understand it if I – do you think I need to change it? Because it's it's, all right, it's my first and last name backwards. Yes, la- first name first backwards, last name second backwards. So it's not Reltub Samaj, it's Samaj Reltub. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's you know, I don't know. I have Nika, Former you know. UL wide receiver James <laughs> <laughs> If you want, if you want to have it the way you make me intro you, you don't have enough characters. The tweet would just be your handle, and then everything else would be, you know, be no yeah. more space. Yeah, just have a two hundred eighty character handle. All right. So for now, what is your handle? Samaj S E M A J Reltub R E L T U B. That is my Twitter handle. You guys, you know, add me on there. Talk to talk sports. You know. I need some more followers, got, so I need y'all. I need I need participation on this. He's got lots of tweets about the Saints, Pelicans, and Cajuns. Um, I want to shout out to my boy Lano, man. You know, he added me, <laughs> Chris Lano. He added me on uh on Twitter. Crippa. Last time you had him on the on the show, 
you know. I, I told you to ask him who's the greatest athlete to come out of Hanville. You didn't do it. What are you talking about? You didn't. I, you guys. You guys asked one another and both responded to one another. No, I asked you to ask him that on the show. Oh, I didn't have him on yet. Yes, you did. When? I asked you to ask him that while you was recording on the show. Okay. All right. All right. Next time. Because he's just going to say. But see, but see, I'm glad you brought this but up. He, he this, said it was a tie. He was insinuating it's you and him. But see, that's that's how I know that y'all are, <laughs> are ignoring me on Twitter. That's how I know. Uh, because I literally asked I you I liked this. the tweet. I thought it was funny. You guys were, you know, going after each other in a friendly way. That's all. Man, but yeah, shout out to him. I just need y'all to follow me, man. I need more uh, participation, I guess, to receive more followers. I need more, you know, I need. They told me when I last came here that I have to make my uh, Twitter open and not private. I did that. I gained two followers. So until I reach the point to where I feel like <laughs> I'm satisfied with it, mm-hmm. then I'm going to continue to get on here and ask for y'all to follow me. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to have, you know, some type of, you know, back and forth okay. with people, you know? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I expect it for that to be with you, man, but you just act like I don't exist on, on social media, right. so that's fine. It's not true. It's not true. Uh, All right, what's the last tweet that you have to me? Matter of fact, I can pull it up now because I don't have – I don't know. It's probably – December 12, 2016 or something. What? Like that. That's, <laughs> that's probably not, the last tweet that you sent true. to me. That's not true. But, yeah, so that's my Twitter handle. You want to talk Saints, Pelicans, Cajuns, I'm all for it. I'm very emotional during the game, so if you see some of those tweets, then. Be careful. You get a lot of followers. It might not be a good thing. That's James Butler. <laughs> oh. So you just you – just, Said something on Twitter. I appreciate that, man. I see you. I appreciate that. I thank, <laughs> Look at you, get, you got you. What you got? Notifications yeah. on your watch for when I tweet you or something? Yeah, I just got it. So I appreciate that, man. That's, All right, that's the nicest thing you ever done. For All me. right, that is James Butler. Man, it's always fun when you come in. Appreciate your uh, your fandom. When you co-host and I get something stuck in my throat, you got to fill time, James. My bad. I ain't. I wasn't even paying attention. <laughs> But look, y'all, I'm going to be on next time. <laughs> All right, that's James Butler. I got my voice back. <laughs> Dang, bro, I thought she was going to let me, I gonna let me uh, take it out. No. no. Just tell everyone bye. All right, y'all. Till next time. Oh, wait, before we leave. Oh, okay. Before we leave, please tell me your prediction for tomorrow's game for the Cajuns. And the Saints game. Tell me right now, before I come here. All right, Saints, say, Saints, Saints are going to win mm-hmm. um, 24-20, as I told you yesterday. Okay. So you're sticking with that? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I'm sticking with it as of today, yeah. And, okay. you know, if any crazy injuries happen, I, I reserve – I mean, like, crazy injuries. I reserve the right to, to have an out only okay. – So listen, if you change – Only for that. If you change – you have to tweet okay, me right. whatever the change is. Care very much about my predictions. Okay, I think uh, I think Louisiana will win. Um, I'm going to say 27 to 14. 27, 14. Okay, maybe 30 to 14. Something. Like, I'll say I'll say 27. Why not? 27, 14. Okay, how many points did they score last game? 30. 27. 27. Okay, let's roll with 30 to 14. I'll go 30 to 14. 30 to 14. There you go. All right. All right. 
2020. All right, you got him on wax. That is James Butler. I am Scott Prather. It's always fun when you come in, man. Thank you so much. Thank you all for having me.